0: Heads up, because you are in the hoodwood. I'm the Black Bandit, KJ Green, welcoming you to another edition of Sports from the Hoodwood for October 6th, 2022. Coming up this week, more fallout from the Farb scandal. Will there be more people implicated, and how far-reaching will this go? Look at the Major League Baseball season that was, milestones met, and a new playoff format. To, uh, sprint to the finish and a sprint to the divisional series we'll have the Hoodwood hot five head slap and fat dab it's reversed this week and i'll tell you why all that nfl week five preview i finally did, did decent this week see if we can keep that streak going and the final word from the wood all coming at you this week Watch with the hoodwood's coming at you buckle up put your crash helmet on and let's go
1: you're tuned in to sports from the hoodwood the internet's foremost location for the most honest unfiltered commentary and insight on the world of sports now once again here's hoodwood's hometown hero k.j green green
0: from hoodwood where like snuffy says in the background while doing the Hoodwood Hustle in one form or another. I'm your man KJ Green welcoming you to another edition of Sports from the Hoodwood. And let's start off, hit the ground running. More fallout from the Mississippi welfare scandal. And Brett Favre being the face of this scandal. The more people dig, the more just dirt comes out. And while in battle quarterbacks like Michael Vick, and Colin Kaepernick continue to get their names drugged through the mud, with the former going to prison, serving his time, but still making uh, making out to be a pariah by in some circles. And Colin Kaepernick expressing free speech, but still being dragged through the mud and more or less being blacklisted by the NFL. Brett Favre and his actions, which potentially defrauded Mississippians of millions of dollars still seems to be just under the radar why is that and it seems that Favre is not the only Mississippian that may have benefited from this I'm hearing names like former uh pro wrestling magnet Ted million dollar man DiBiase he's a million dollar man why does he need welfare money uh Marcus Dupree former uh college famous college running back in the 80s uh, Mississippian himself, uh, Canadian football linebacker Paul Cost getting a, a 1.3 million dollars to conduct three quote unquote fitness boot camps in Mississippi. All of these people have been accused of getting money that was diverted from welfare funds to do either things that they do everything things that they didn't do or to quietly put it to pet projects case of Favre money going to his alma mater's building of a volleyball arena something that would directly benefit one of his children again why is that when you have former governor Phil Bryant and direct text messages that have went between Favre and other Mississippi officials knowing that this, these actions were illegal. Now you say knowing that they were, they were illegal? Time and time again. And there are text messages that are proving this that Favre asked questions about the legality of these actions or if the paper trail would come back to him or if it could be covered up. If these allegations are proven to be correct and truthful, would irreparably harm Not only people's careers, not only people's reputations, but then cast serious doubt of why this money was sent and why it was diverted. Questions need to be asked first and foremost. And the thing is this, current governor Tate Reeves was sending money, federal money back to the federal government saying that it wasn't needed. This is money that was being sent to help the poorest families in Mississippi, who the state of Mississippi is in the union, regardless one of the poorest states financially. But these people are being told, pull yourself by your bootstraps, get more education, do more work. When the things that are meant to help them along in that endeavor are being diverted to other sources, to other people, people who really don't need it. You're telling me Brett Favre needed millions of dollars? That man made over a $100 million in his career and he still has various commercial endeavors still going on. you telling me he needed that money? No. What it turns out is, is, the, is some of these people are using money that was supposed to be, used for one purpose as a personal piggy bank, as a personal ATM. That in itself is wrong. But then, knowing it was wrong, asking questions, is this legal, can this be covered up? Not only knowing it was wrong, but trying to cover up said actions should be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law without delay. shift gears and take a look at major league baseball with the 2022 season hitting the finish line a rather eventful historic season as most of them are uh miguel cabrera crossing the 3000 hit plateau uh albert Pujols crossing the 700 home run plateau and of course aaron judge hitting his 62nd home run which breaks the long-standing american league home run record which was held by roger maris Now, his son, Roger Maris Jr., came out saying that he thought that Aaron Judge's home run record should be the Major League home run record that stands all the way around. Unfortunately, for his opinion, it really doesn't matter because Judge's 62 home runs would be the American League record, and that's it. Now, I've already gone on record saying that I think Judge should be the MVP, and he is at the time of this taping closing in on trying to win a triple crown whether regardless if he wins it or not i still think he should be the mvp but the 62 home runs in itself is a worthy american league record and should be noted with all the fanfare pomp and circumstances of anyone breaking any kind of record but it's not the major league record whether you like barry bonds or not his 73 home runs, and people say, well, that was done under suspicion of steroids. Suspicion. Not actual. He was convicted of taking steroids. Yes, I know he bulked up. Yes, I know he looked like Pumpkinhead for a while, especially in the 2001 season. But until someone brings up a legitimate, credible, failed drug test, you can only rumorize and speculate. And I take nothing away from Aaron Judge. He's a good kid. He plays, plays ball hard. He's had a monster season and bet on himself turning down a big contract offer from the Yankees thinking he can get more money with one big season. And Lordy, did he have a big season. And he will hit the free agent market as the most desired player in the free agent, uh, free agent class. Now, will he stay with the Yankees? Will he go cross-town to the Mets? Will he go cross-country to the Giants? It's a lot of speculation, but that's still way down the road. Now, let's take a look at the Major League Baseball playoffs, which will start on Friday. Now, the Major League Baseball playoffs expanded from 10 to 12 teams. So, the top two teams in each league get a first-round bye to the Divisional Series. So, a uh, team could realistically have to win four series to win win it all if they're if they coming if they're coming out of the wild card round they have to win a best of three now all three of the games are going to be at one venue now toronto in an american league toronto is hosting seattle and cleveland is hosting tampa in the first round these are best of threes with the uh, american leagues being at uh toronto and cleveland now the winners of those series, whoever wins the best two out of the three of uh, the possible three, goes on to the divisional series where the Yankees and the Astros wait. The Astros are the number one seed in the American League. So the, the team that is left with the poorest record will go to Houston. The team that's left goes to New York. And then, of course, then you go on, progress on to through the divisional series, which is best of five, and the league championship series, which is best of seven. In the National League. The Dodgers and the Braves, Braves finally taking home that NL East crown uh, Monday night, they sit out the, the wild card round and wait for the four teams that are left, which would be the Mets who have, will have over 100 wins and make the playoffs as a wild card. But they now have to go through the wild card round, an extra round of playoffs, but they host all three games they will host the number four seeded Padres who finished second in the West behind the light years behind the Dodgers. And then the Cardinals, who are the Central Division champs, they will host the Phils who were making the playoffs for the first time in 11 years. Now, will the Mets collapse late affect them in the postseason? I think so. I think that the Mets will lose to the Padres as the pods will spring a three-game upset, winning two of the three in New York. Now, the Phillies, like I said before, waited 11 years to make playoffs. And it will be a cameo appearance, as I think the Cards will shoot them out in just a couple of games. Now, and like I said, the Dodgers and Braves will wait for the winners of the wildcard rounds. For the best of five and, and as usual as I said before the divisional series being a five game series and the and the LCS being a seven game series now I think that the Dodgers with all their faults and foibles they have won 110 111 games that they, they are the best team in Major League Baseball but pitching with lack of pitching may hurt them the Mets, though I think the Padres will 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 spring that upset, do have the pitching to get by them. But that's if they can get by the Padres to get to the Dodgers. It's going to be interesting to see hundred-win teams in the in the uh, divisional series. You're going to have at least two of them, and you had three teams in the NL win a hundred, and you had. Two teams in the AL win 100, and the Yankees are on top of winning 100 themselves. It's going to be an interesting sprint to the World Series. That's why I love October playoff baseball. The wildcard round will start on Friday, and while we won't preview the divisional series, which will start on Tuesday, taking being usually once a week, they come out in the middle of the divisional series, and we will take a look at the Series, if you can get time with that. Let's take a time out here, And we will come back with NFL Week 5 previews. And I had a much better week Week 4. so we can build on that and keep it rolling. Sports from the Hill will continue after this. Bye.
1: I do believe I told you there'd be no funny business under my roof if y'all was not married. Is today your last day on Earth because you're about to be deployed to space? Ready to get out of your mom dad's house? Got her boyfriend pregnant? Whatever the reason, you need us. Gotta get married We specialize in last-minute weddings. Active duty. Military veterans and retire. Discounts are available. Gotta get marriednow.com. Well, can you tell me how easy it is to get married? It's real simple. Go to your local courthouse, pick up your marriage license, and then give us a call or shoot us an email online to set up your appointment. available at gottagetmarriednow.com. We'll get together, we'll say the words, and you'll be married. married gottagetmarriednow.com. Servicing Northern Kentucky, Southeast Indiana, and Southwest Ohio.
0: You are tuned in to Sports from the Hoodwood, the Internet's foremost location for opinion, analysis, and insight on the world of sports. Here now is the man banned from sports trivia contests in 38 states and 4 Canadian provinces, and not to mention Guam. Your host, KJ Green. You are back in the Hoodwood. My name is KJ Green. And while I cannot bust out the old Frankie Beverly and May song, Back in Stride Again, it was a damn good to get a solid week of picks in under my belt. I was living in the land of mediocrity and I hate it. Now, though that Monday nighter did kind of bug me, I should have remembered the Rams have lost their last seven against the 49ers in the regular season. But otherwise, most of my picks did come down solid, though I'm having to learn painful lessons not to trust the Carolina Panthers and be judicious with my picks of the Cleveland Browns. Anyway, submitted once again for your review perusal and approval are this week's nfl picks odds will be provided by espn and they are for entertainment and comparison purposes only facts fast facts will be at the bottom of the screen despite my solid week of picks the onus will remain on you if you bet these lines and lose all times provided are eastern daylight time check your local listings Or you can also check the 506sports.com website. They have a comprehensive map of the games being played in your area. And also do remember, if you're in the area of the teams that are playing either Thursday night game or the early Sunday game international that is on NFL Network, check your local listings for the -the over-the-air provider in your area that is showing the game as per NFL broadcast regulations. They have to show that game on a local over-the-air provider now that we got that legalese out of the way let's go to the thursday night game shall we the one two and one colts are taking on the two and two broncos at empower stadium at mile high in denver 8 15 kickoff on amazon prime the broncos are three and a half point favorites last week the colts lost to the titans 24 to 17 while the broncos lost to the raiders 32 to 23. Now, the Colts got more or less run down in a tough loss to the Titans, and the mirrors are finally shattering on the Broncos, who lost in a listless effort to a weak Raiders squad. Now, that loss was made doubly painful with the loss of promising youngster Javante Williams with a devastating ACL and LCL injuries. But the Colts will also be without their strong running back, Jonathan Taylor, who was scratched from playing the game on Thursday night. All things being considered, I think the Broncos will have just enough to get the win. The pick here is Denver. Let's go to the Sunday games. This is a Fox doubleheader week, and we will start off with a game on NFL Network, though. The 3-1 Giants taking on the 3-1 Packers at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium in London. 9.30 a.m. kickoff Eastern on NFL Network. The Packers are eight-point favorites. Last week, the, pa- the Giants defeated the Bears 20-12 while the Packers defeated the Patriots 27-24 to in overtime. Now, the Packers had, were long resisted to come to London as they loathe to lose any home dates, and they have a legion of fans at every road venue that they go to. Now, believe it or not, the Giants are one of the more popular teams in Great Britain, so the Packers' ability to get a favorite home cra- crowd, no matter what venue, might be slightly studied. That said, the Packers dodged a number of bullets in a tougher than it looked uh, tussle with the Patriots, while the G-men have been one of the more at least more pleasant surprises at three and one. While the Packers are still trying to figure out their offensive inconsistencies, I still think that they are better than the Giants. The pick here is Green Bay. Next on the docket, we have the 1-3 Steelers taking on the 3-1 Bills, game being played at Highmark Stadium in Orchard Park, New York, 1 p.m. kickoff on CBS. The Bills are 14-point favorites. That is not a misprint. I double-checked that. Last week, the Steelers lost to the Jets 24-20, while the Bills defeated the Ravens 23-20. Now, the Steelers are a couple of missed kicks by the Bengals from being 0-4. Don't laugh. This ain't comedy to nervous Steelers fans who are not used to poor starts from their team and not used to going into any venue as a massive underdog. Meanwhile, the Bills are feeling themselves after bouncing back from a 20-3 deficit slipped by the Ravens at gun. The Bills are among a legion of teams that the Steelers have long bullied. Now they are looking for and will get a measure of payback. Kenny Pickett is getting his first NFL start, and his learning curve, steep to begin with, will get it to be of a Herculean nature facing this rowdy defense in this rowdy venue for his first start. Good luck. The pick here is Buffalo. Next on the docket, we have the 2-2 Chargers taking on the 2-2 Browns at First Energy Stadium in Cleveland. 1 p.m. kickoff on CBS. The Chargers are two-point favorites. Last week, the Chargers defeated the Texans 34-24, while the the Browns defeated the Falcons 23-20. Now, the Chargers bounced back strong to whip the Texans in Houston and continue their road trip into the dog pound. Now, the Browns do continue to puzzle. A week after looking sharp and beating the Steelers, they dropped a winnable road game in Atlanta. Now, even at home, I do not trust the Browns, and you know they'll contradict me at every chance that they get, but I'm just as suspicious of the Chargers while they rediscover the talents of Austin Eckler their offense is still very inconsistent and their defense is considerably weaker, especially with the loss of Joey Bosa. I hate picking West Coast teams playing early games, but the Browns' inconsistent play makes me uh, double think, double check that whole th- thought and theory. But the Chargers are just so inconsistent and maddeningly tough to pick. But with the Chargers' run defense being as weak as they've ever been, and we know that the Browns can run the ball. I'm just going to take a chance, close my eyes, and pick the Browns. The pick as Cleveland. Next on the docket, we have the 1-3 Lions taking on the 1-3 and Patriots. Game being played at Gillette Stadium in Foxborough, Mass. 1 p.m. kickoff on Fox. The Patriots are three-point favorites. Last week, the Lions lost to the Seahawks 48-45 while the Patriots lost to the Packers 27-24 in overtime. Now, the Lions have to be the most entertaining 1-3 team in the NFL. Their offense can put points by the bushel load, but they continue to lose high-scoring shootouts. Now, they head to Foxborough to face Pat's team that is just not used to being 1-3. Though they did give the Pack all they could handle at Lambeau, you just knew that they weren't going to win. They had best be careful because they do face this Lions team that can put up points. The question of who will be the quarterback for the Pats continues to haunt. And without a real consistent running game, I don't care what you say about Ramondre Stevenson. He is not an uh, RB1. This might be a problem. I just have this funny feeling here. The upset, who would upset of the week will be Detroit. Next on the docket, we have the 2-2 two two Bears taking on the 3-1 Vikings, that game being played at U.S. Bank Stadium in Minneapolis, 1 p.m. kickoff on Fox, the Vikings are 7-point favorites. Last week, the Bears lost to the Giants 20-12, while the Vikings defeated the Saints 28-25. The Bears' lack of a passing game showed in a lackluster af- effort in Gotham. Meanwhile, the Vikings' inconsistent offense themselves nearly gave away a game, but they got a double doink dodge to get the win in London. The Bears are gonna run, and everybody knows it. You now the Vikings merely have to contain Khalil Herbert and they should carry the day. Kirk Cousins gets the ball to not just Adam Thielen. He does have a pretty good wide out by the name of Justin Jefferson. To utilize, they should be good to go. The pick here is Minnesota. Next on the docket, we have the two and two Seahawks at the one and three Saints game being played at the Caesars Superdome in New Orleans. One o'clock kickoff on Fox, the Saints are five and a half point favorites. Last week, the Seahawks defeated the Lions 48-45, while the Saints lost to the Vikings 28-25. Now, after a wild shootout win in Motown, the Seahawks head south to the Big Easy, where the Saints await, still stung by their double-doink loss to the Vikings in London. The Saints defense against a strong offense is a fascinating matchup, though I'm still not convinced that Geno Smith is the real deal. But as long as Rashad Penny can keep defenses honest, they'll stay in games. I can't bank on Andy Dalton being good enough to win ball games here. The pick here is Seattle. Next on the docket, we have 3-1 Dolphins taking on the 2-2 two two Jets game being played at MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford, New Jersey. 1 p.m. kickoff on CBS. The Dolphins are three-point favorites. Now last week, the Dolphins lost to the Bengals 27-15, while the Jets defeated the Steelers 24-20. Dolphins are studying, starting Teddy Bridgewater, period. Book it. That frightening scene in Cincinnati Thursday after the head and neck injury to Otago Vailoa has gotten firings of medical personnel of the Dolphins and drawn the ire of many sports pundits and fans alike. The Jets are a hard team to figure out, to be honest. They play like crap at home and can't win and fall behind massively on the road and figure out a way to get the dub. I'm not feeling really good on banking on the Jets, even at home, I think the Dolphins, while fragile, can muster up just enough of an offense to get a bounce back win. If they can't, I think it'll be a while before they get a Here is my take time out. Come back with the rest of the early games on the NFL Week 5 dot. The late game, Sunday, Monday night game. Of course, it comes back at you after this.
1: Bye. i I told you there'd be no funny business under my roof if y'all not married.
0: Is today your
1: last day on Earth because you're about to be deployed to space? Tomorrow... Have you just turned 18? Uh, and you're ready to get out of your mom your and dad's house? Gotten her boyfriend pregnant? Whatever the reason, you need us. Gotta get married now.com. We specialize in last minute weddings Active duty, military veterans and retired discounts are available GetMarriedNow.com. So, well, can you tell me how easy it is to get married? It's real simple Go to your local courthouse, pick up your marriage license And then give us a call or shoot us an email online to set up your Details appointment Details available at GetMarriedNow.com. We'll get together, we'll say the words, and you'll be married! GetMarriedNow.com Servicing Northern Kentucky, Southeast Indiana, and Southwest Ohio. You're tuned in to Sports from the Hoodwood, the internet's premier
0: destination for no nonsense commentary, thorough
1: analysis, and logical insight on the world of sports. Now, here's the man that Wikipedia and Google call for sports fact-check. Your host, KJ Green.
0: You are back in the Hoodwood, and we will continue on with the early games, play games, on the, game from the and the Next on the docket, we have the 2 and 2 Falcons at the 2 and 2 Buccaneers game being played at Raymond James Stadium in Tampa. 1 p.m. kickoff on Fox. The Buccaneers are eight point favorites. Last week, the Falcons defeated the Browns 23 20, while the Buccaneers lost to the Chiefs 41 31. Now, you wouldn't think that it's the Falcons, not the Bucks. They're coming in off an unexpected win. The Falcons grinded out a home win, while the Bucks turned over the opening kickoff. And had to play the game from behind pretty much the entire way. Now I'm seeing a real bounce back from the Bucks, who will play a pick on a suspect Falcons secondary for good numbers and a badly needed win. The pick here is Tampa Bay. Next on the docket, we have the two and two Titans at the one and three Commanders game, being played at FedEx Field in Landover, Maryland. 1 p.m. kickoff on CBS. The Titans are two and a half point favorites. Last week, the Tech Titans defeated the Colts 24 to 17 while the Commanders lost to the Cowboys 25-10. Now, the Titans continue to emerge from their sluggish 0-2 start with a critical road divisional win in Indy and stay on the road in the nation's capital. The Commanders fell apart late in their loss to their despised divisional rival and are still looking for that offensive spark they had in Week 1. I doubt that they'll find it again, with the Titans, who haven't been playing lights out, but as long as Derrick Henry has his health, it gives them a chance, and I think gives them the ball game. The pick here is Tennessee. Next on the docket, we have the 0-3-1 Texans taking on the 2-2 Jaguars at TIA Bank Field in Jacksonville. 1 p.m. kickoff on CBS. The Jaguars are seven-point favorites. Last week, the Texans lost to the Chargers 34-24, while the Jaguars lost to the Eagles 29-21. Now, the Texans save for the brilliant running of Damian Pierce, are a hot mess. They face a Jags team that hung tough with the unbeaten Eagles, but still need to learn how to finish winning games. For one of the few times, I'm actually confident in the Jags, and they have a rare chance of being a home bully. I think they'll play a solid, complete game. The pick here is Jacksonville. Next on the docket, we have the late games. Sorry, the late games, the 2-2 two two 49ers taking on the 1-3 Panthers. Game being played at Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte. 405 kickoff on CBS. The 49ers are 6.5 point favorites. Last week, the 49ers defeated the Rams 24-9, while the Panthers lost to the Cardinals 26-16. I give up. I, I just give up. Baker, I keep thinking Baker Mayfield's gonna break out and have a great game. And then he keeps beeping in my face. Okay, breathe, breathe, I'll be good. Now, the Panthers can't get Sam Darnold back fast enough and they are going down the drain and possibly taking uh, head coach Matt Rule with them. The Niners look like a playoff team on Monday night, playing solid defense, and that defense will win them ball games. And betting on Baker to solve the 49ers' defensive riddle is suicide. The hoodwood lock of the week is San Francisco. Next on the docket, we have the 3-1 Cowboys taking on the 2-2 Rams at SoFi Stadium in Inglewood, California. 425 kickoff on Fox. The Rams are four and a half point favorites. Last week, the Cowboys defeated the Commanders 25-10, while the Rams lost to the 49ers 24-9. Now, the Polks look sharp in thumping their divisional rival. Now, they head west to face the Rams, who look just as dull in a dispiriting loss to the Niners on Monday night in no cow. The Rams have looked rather uneven in a 2-2 two two start, while the Polks have played solid under the steady hand of backup Cooper Rush. And he's making the absence of Dak Prescott look less and less painful by the week. That said, I still don't believe that the Polks are ready for prime time, and a road win either than a place that's not gotham and i don't think they can beat a quality opponent no the g-men are not quality opponents stop saying that i don't think the post can win on the road and the rams are due for a bounce back the win here the win here the pick here goes to the los angeles rams Next on the docket, we have the 4-0 Eagles taking on the 2-2 Cardinals at State Farm Stadium in Glendale, Arizona. 425 kickoff on Fox. The Eagles are five-point favorites. Last week, the Eagles defeated the Jaguars 29-21, while the Cardinals defeated the Panthers 26-16. Now, the Eagles keep finding ways to get it done. They relied on a stout defense and a redoubtable running game to handle a tougher-than-expected Jag squad head out to the de- desert to tangle with the resurgent Cars team that is finding its footing after an 0-2 start. This might be the Eagles' toughest test to, uh, trying to contain Kyler Murray so far this season, but the Cars will have a devil of a time themselves trying to handle Jalen Hurts and a tough running game featuring Miles Sanders and tough wide receiver core, Ed boot. This is a sneaky good matchup. And it will be a tight one down to the wire. Too bad most of the country won't see it. The pick here is Philadelphia. Sunday night game is the 2-2 two two Bengals at the 2-2 two two Ravens. Game being played at m and Bank Stadium in Baltimore. 8-20 kickoff on NBC. The Ravens are three-point favorites. Last week, the Bengals defeated the Dolphins 27-15, while the Ravens lost to the Bills 23-20. Now, the Bengals shined in their first primetime date, stayed under the lights, albeit in a more hostile venue, taking on their divisional rivals. The Ravens are second-guessing themselves massively after a stunning collapse at home against the Bills. Now, the Bengals still have their issues, but as long as they keep Joe Burrow upright, they can continue to strafe defenses. Especially a suspect secondary like the Ravens, who give up late scores at a frightening pace. Lamar Jackson is doing all he can to keep his team in games, but he faces a defense in the Bengals that is really underrated, to be honest. This is another fascinating matchup and a tough one to call. I'm honestly afraid to pick either team because they have their issues, but I think that the Bengals can continue to climb out of their 0-2 hole that they, they started with with a tight win. The pick here is Cincinnati. Finally, the Monday night game is the 1-3 Raiders taking on the 3-1 Chiefs at GEHA Field at Arrowhead Stadium. Try saying that three times fast. In Kansas City, 8-15 kickoff on ESPN. The Chiefs are seven-point favorites. Last week, the Raiders defeated the Broncos thirty three, 32-23, while the Chiefs defeated the Buccaneers 41-31. Now, the Chiefs, jumped on the Bucks from the opening kickoff and rolled to an impressive victory while the Raiders finally got off the schneid and got Josh McDaniel his first coaching win of the Raiders with an uneven but badly needed win over the Broncos. The Raiders just seem to play the Chiefs tough all the time. It's a fascinating matchup, dates back 60 years. This will be a game closer than one would think, but Chiefs at home are usually a safe bet the pick is kansas city there you have it last week i was 11 and 5 with my lock and upset correct yay me 35 28 and one is the overall tally so far this season two and two on locks i'm at 500 hope get improve on that three and one on the upsets picking upsets a little bit better than i have expected early on the first quarter season we will take a final timeout. Come back with the Hoodwood High Five, head slap and fat dap. I'll explain why I reversed it in the next segment, as well as the final word from the woods. Sports from the Hoodwood heads down the home stretch. After this,
1: Bye. I do believe I told you there'd be no funny business under my roof. I wasn't married. Is today your last day on Earth because you're about to be deployed to space? turn 18, uh, and you're ready to get out of your mom and, and your dad's house, her boyfriend pregnant. whatever the reason you need us, gotta get married now.com. we specialize in last minute weddings, active duty, military veterans, and retire. discounts are available, gotta get married now. Com. Well, can you tell me how easy it is to get married? It's real simple. Go to your local courthouse, pick up your marriage license, and then give us a call or shoot us an email online to set up your Details appointment. Details available at We'll get together, we'll say the words, and you'll be married. marriednow.com. Servicing Northern Kentucky, Southeast Indiana, and Southwest Ohio. You're tuned in to Sports from the Hoodwood, the internet's foremost location for no-nonsense commentary, insight, and opinions on the world of sports. Here now live in living color, black by popular demand, your host, KJ Green.
0: 19th, home here in the Hoodwood. Let's finish up strong with the Hoodwood Five. Back down, head slap, and the final word from the wood. Leading off with the Hoodwood Hot Five, a bit of a shakeup in the standings and the rankings here in the Hoodwood. Our number five team's going to be Michigan. They, eh, I don't want to say struggled with Iowa, but playing a conference foe was a lot different than playing Colorado State, Hawaii, and Connecticut and rolling up 50 points on them. They did score 27 on the road in a grinding win against Iowa. Let's see if they can continue their... Uh, undefeated streak at number four. We have the Clemson Tigers. I was hoping that NC State was going to be able to knock off the Tigers in Death Valley, they were unable to do so. Clemson continues to win, they continue to be on top of ACC, and they are number four in our Hoodwood Hot Five at number three. Now, here's where the shakeup starts is Georgia. You go, How did Georgia fall from one, two, to three? And they haven't lost. I'm glad you asked. Georgia struggled with Kent State at home. Jo- Georgia should never struggle with a Mac team, especially a middle a middling one like Kent State that you paid a whole bunch of money to blow their backs out. The next week they go, they start conference play and go to Missouri. Missouri. Really? You struggle with Missouri? Now, Kirby Smart said all the right things, saying that, you know, anytime you go on the road in the SEC, it's a tough venue, blah, blah, blah. Missouri, the Tigers, parried with the Bulldogs for the better part of three and a half quarters before Georgia finally pulled out a four-point win. Georgia's better than that. I punished them by pushing them down to the number three slot. In the number two slot, we have Crimson Tide. Yes, I know, Crimson to Alabama, same old, same old. But they took care of business, winning against a good Arkansas team at Fayetteville. I'll give them their props. They've pushed back up to the number two spot. Number one, the Ohio State University. Say what you want about the Buckeyes. Say that they are businesslike say that they have no real flash even though C.J. Stroud is a absolutely awesome quarterback but right now the best team in the country is in Columbus Ryan Day has an absolutely fabulous squad and until someone can prove to me otherwise they sit atop the hoodwood hot five what do you think send me me information at KJ Green at BlackBandedProductions.com with your hoodwood hot five maybe I'll make a poll of it And now let's get into the Fat Dap, Head Slap of the Week. Actually, the order is going to be reversed this week. It's going to be Head Slap and Fat Dap. And once we get into the topics, you will understand why. The Head Slap of the Week goes to River Valley High School in Yuba City, California. With the Yuba City Unified School District announcing that that team is going to be forfeiting the rest of their season. After video surfaced, showing players on that team staging a reenactment of a slave auction with three players players of color standing against a wall in their underwear being and with money amounts being shouted as a mock auction now the since deleted video was received by district superintendent doreen usumi who then informed the school board that she was suspending the players involved and then since there were enough players that were suspended that they didn't have enough players to field a varsity team and thus they would forfeit the rest of their season Now this team was 0-6 to begin with, with four games left to play in the season, before the announcement came that the team was going to be shut down. Now this is the second Northern California team that has had its season shut down as Amador High School in Sutter Creek, California also canceled its season after a number of players were implicated in a racially insensitive Snapchat discussion. Head slap to River Valley High School and Amador High School for fielding these two reprehensible teams. Now, the fat dap of the week. Now, it's a good news, a bad news, good news. I'm gonna give you the bad news first so I can give you the good news second. Weewalka, Oklahoma, two softball players. Female softball players stepped up to prevent their high school from taking a forfeit. Now, Natalie Davis and Callie Ramsey suited up for the uh, uh, Oklahoma Tigers, uh, their football team, to prevent them from forfeiting a second game in three weeks due to just lack of available players. Now, we walk as a small school about 70 miles outside of Oklahoma City, and they had an eligible player shortage and Davis and Ramsey stepped in and suited up and played. Davis made a 50-yard punt and was credited with a tackle. Now, it didn't really matter that we walk a loss to Mounds 47-14. These girls, as well as the team for accepting them and getting them to play, deserve much dap for stepping up and showing out. Now, without further ado, let's go to the final word from the woods. I don't know. I just can't bring myself to like Kyrie Irving. I know his game is stylish and entertaining. and He always has that, but he always has that look at me flavor to it. I wanted to like the whole Uncle Drew character. I thought it was an interesting take, but it just kept coming off just as fake and false. Just like a back in the day when Kobe kept trying to pass himself off as hood and it came out as nothing more as a spoiled burb kid i liked it better when kobe delved himself into this kind of reclusive mysterious figure who just was trying to ball out mamba style now Kyrie had only played a half a season at duke and he was good enough to get designated as a top draft choice in the nba by the cleveland cavaliers in 2011 he slogged along there until LeBron returned and then he won a chip two years later, not satisfied with being the strong sidekick to LeBron a year after winning the chip. He forced his way out of Cleveland, forcing a trade to Boston where there he quickly wore out his welcome with inconsistent play, standoffish attitude, and worst of all, playoff failure. Now in Brooklyn, Kyrie has battled injuries and, of course, refused to be vaccinated and has only played 29 games in the 22 season. Overall, Kyrie has only played a grand total of 103 games in a Nets jersey in three seasons. Now, Kyrie's playing status isn't really the focus of this final word. Instead, it's choice to post a clip from 20 years ago from the now disgraced and discredited Alex Jones of InfoWars and the conspiracy is the focus here. Now, basketball legend and elder statesman Kareem Abdul-Jabbar had sharp and pointed criticism of Irving, openly calling him a comical buffoon or saying he would be regarded as such if it wasn't for his influence. Kareem said on his Substack post, and I quote here, when I look at some of the athletes who who have used their status to actually improve society, Colin Kaepernick, LeBron James, Muhammad Ali, Bill Russell, Billy Jean King, Arthur Ashe, and more, it becomes clear how much Irving has tarnished the reputation of all athletes who strive to be seen as more than dumb jocks. And Kareem was right. Kyrie comes off as a dumb, uninformed jock. Now, Irving tries to come off as counterculture, a different thinker that uh, one that quote unquote thinks for himself now while his enrollment in the standing rock sioux tribe his late mother was part sioux is intriguing but things like this this whole conspiracy thing being a flat earther and being in a national zoom call when he was on a supposed leave of absence espousing wild conspiracy theories about covid and the kennedy assassination due to a banking cartel goes to more making him looking like the buffoon that Kareem says he is. Kyrie Irving tries to paint himself as a different cat but it's things like this that make him look silly make him look stupid foolish and his play on and on his play on the court further furthers that notion. Kyrie Irving I keep wanting to ask why bruh why you gotta be like that and that is the final word. From the wood. The music's coming up in the background. That means your time in the hood, is just about done for this week, and I thank you so much for your visit. Now, if you want to send me an email to the show, whether it be questions, comments, uh, show topics, criticism, I welcome them all. Send them to me at Green at Productions.com. The show airs weekly on most of these same podcast providers, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music, YouTube, you name it, I'm using that. And if your favorite podcast provider doesn't have it, ask for it. They'll send, me a, they'll send me correspondence and try to get it on there as quickly as possible. Black Banner Productions and Enterprises is on Facebook, where a, where show archives are also stored. I'm also on Twitter, KJ Green 20 and Black Banner Productions and Enterprises. Send me a tweet, I'll tweet you back. Thank you so much again for watching. For all the good people at Rage Pictures who help produce the show, staff here at Black Bandit Productions Enterprises. I'm KJ Green. Until next time I'm the Hoodwood, fellow sports fans, thirty. Sports
1: from the Hoodwood is a Black Bandit Productions and Enterprises presentation of a 551 Audio and Films production.